I was finishing training one of my online clients who are coming along nicely, by the way. Nicely. No creepy on that. Nicely. And I started having, like, over the last three or four days, I've been having all these ideas of subjects to talk about on the podcast because I'm trying to bring all my stuff around. I'm putting some music out, um, doing the podcast again, just a lot of stuff. So I, I was, I had these ideas circulating about it, and I was like, "Yo, I feel good." Um, training a girl, boom, boom, boom. I was doing a little move with them. My blood was flowing. I was like, I, "I'm a, I'm gonna do a podcast today." And then I went to the bathroom to take a poop. And I came back to the room, and I was I was lighter, but I was also slightly less enthused. And I, I said to myself, I said, self, did you just lose your shit? The Rojo Show. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Good. I hope everybody's great. Um... Yeah, man, I was training my clients because I was I've been doing the on well I've been doing online training like virtual training, FTing, WAing, that's FaceTiming and WhatsApping, I guess, and um, and I've also been training people in the gym. I have been back in the gym with a mask, attempting to be COVID safe in the gym in the gym atmosphere. And um, this, tra- this, this whole COVID and the gym shit is real interesting because, first off, there still hasn't been any communication about how COVID affects people who are in poor physical condition or poor health and encouraging those people to improve their health. Like, no one is, the the biggest thing that everybody's been pushing about COVID is wearing a mask. And I'm not anti-mask because it keeps everybody, you know, comfortable. And um, it could prevent if someone sick is coming around, possibly. I don't know, maybe. Depends. Um, But I also am a a big proponent and and a big uh, fan of keeping yourself in a certain level of physical shape. And, like, like there's certain shit that, like, there's certain red flags that I don't even want to really get to, you know? Like, I, I, I'm i a big uh, Dr. Pimple Popper, Dr. Pimple Popper. Her and her counterparts, whoever's, uh, whoever's popping and squeezing stuff. Um, I like watching those shows and I like watching people get these big things pulled out of their bodies and, and, and squeezed and squoezed. But some of the shit that they come in with, I don't see how they let it get that big. Like some of the stuff that they're coming in with, I would never have on my body that like long enough to get that big or that, that swollen or that engorged. I would I would never ew that's crazy. But by the same token like I I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have to wait until 
like my dick isn't getting hard consistently for me to decide to go and like get a have a doctor's appointment and like that is that's a real thing like there are people who you know unless erectile dysfunction is something that a lot of men struggle with but they don't know that erectile dysfunction is like a precursor to a bunch of shit it don't just mean you need a blue pill now, nigga. It mean you need to go see a doctor because, like, <laughs> you're fucking, you might be having prostate cancer or you might not, you might have some kind of blood flow issue. You might be about to have a heart attack or pulmonary embolism in this mother. So, like, I don't know. I just, and I mean, I'm one to talk because I haven't been to the gym. I haven't been to the doctor in, like, a long time. And, I need to. That's why I'm trying to get a job with some benefits right now. I need a J-O-B with some B-E-N-N-E's. N-N-I's? B-E-N-N-I's? B-E-N-E-B-E-N-E-F-I-T-S is how you spell benefits, right? I got to hold strong for my spelling and English skills because you, if you know the Rojo show, you know I can't count. So, <laughs> so. When stuff I murder on comes up, I have to really show and prove because you throw a math problem at me and I will shit my pants. Not like I did before recording this podcast, though. Um, Gymnology. Got a gymnology for you guys. Gymnology. Um, When you're working out, it's always good to have a workout partner or a trainer, a trainer or a partner, someone that can help motivate and push you, someone that may have some techniques that you don't have um, that you can kind of bounce things off of, someone that can like check and possibly correct your form during workouts, and someone to help spot you. Now, if you don't know what the term spotting is, spotting is when you assist or you you place yourself as a um, emergency uh, extra energy source for someone doing a lift. So if someone is doing a bench press, right, where you're on your back and you're uh, bringing the weight down to your chest and extending your arms uh, to a slightly to a uh right before a locked out position um a spotter would either have their hands under well they would have their hands on the bar so that when you began to struggle they would be able to um slightly assist you depending on to to finish the lift right now there amongst gym people there is this thought of while spotting someone or while being spotted there's this question of or there can be this question of was that me or was that you was that me or was that you in terms of pushing the weight and finishing that lift was was that me pushing or was that you spotting me and lifting that helped me complete that I challenge everyone listening to the Rojo show today to take some time to analyze some of the relationships in your life. 
some of the people that you come in contact with the most. Um, Some of the people that you may mentally, emotionally, and in some cases physically, spot in life. And I challenge you to, to, to look at those relationships and ask yourself, is this me or is this you? In this relationship, am I doing most of the lifting? Am I doing most of the spotting in this? Or are you pushing as much as you should be for what you're doing? I don't know if that makes 100% sense to everybody. I'm sure some people are going to catch it. But just just analyze the, the, the relationships in your life. The people that you are spotting. The people that you're spotting. Because maybe you're, maybe you're helping too much. Maybe you need to pull back and let them push through and struggle a little bit to really lock out that position, you know? Gymnologies by Rojo, hashtag the Rojo Show. Um, so more shenanigans. What's, what's like some funny shit we can talk about? Keisha Cole and Ashanti? I, I mean, I guess the verses. Uh, I don't really listen to a lot of either one of their music. So my opinion is strictly like, like just as a, an observer of culture and music, and Ashanti's music was definitely forced upon me more by the industry slash radio culture of the time. Um, Ashanti, I, I, I would assume, what is happening? Numbers-wise, is a much bigger artist in terms of sales and things of that nature. But... Um, Keisha Cole would definitely probably be cons- would definitely be considered the people's champ, right? Like she had her whole family situation on that on that one show where her mom and her aunt and it was was one of her mom was her mom on drugs? I think she was. I, I mean, I don't just want to be like her mom was on crack, right? I don't want to just be like that, but her mom was on some kind of drugs. That's and. I think her her cousin was just a character, or maybe I have it mixed up. I'm not sure, but people definitely feel more like closer to. Closer to, or I think people identify with. Um, Keisha Cole more. Ashanti is more uh, polarizing, I think, especially in her, well, polarizing first off, because, you know, there is a question of can she really sing or not. And then as of late, as of some of her more recent uh, showings, there could be some questions of uh, a little attention whoring, a little clout chasing. But she looks good doing it. She looks good doing it. I haven't seen Keisha Cole lately. I, ha- I-, I, want- I-, I mean, nobody mentioned how skinny Monica looked at her verses. I mean, let's just keep it real. Can I keep it real for a second? Nobody mentioned how skinny Monica looked at her verses. Monica looked a little, a little I don't know, man, a little, like check up on her. You see how I crossed it? Oh, she's from Atlanta. She's not from Houston. Um, yeah, check on Monica. I thought she looked a little, you know, a little sickly. 
You know? I mean, I'm not trying to put down a black woman. Shouts out to her. I saw the baby just gave her and her kids PS5s. But, um, yeah, that's crazy. That's super crazy. I don't love you no more. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I know that I Should Have Cheated song is pretty popular amongst a certain sector of ladies. But, um, I mean, I don't know. What am I supposed to... What is, what is a guy really supposed to say to that? I should have cheated. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Maybe you should have cheated. All right? I'll give you that. <laughs> Take it with you. <laughs> Take it with you. Anyway. Um... Spotting. I can't even talk about this house shit. I don't, I don't even want to talk about the house. Um. Oh, Phil just added something to his story. Phil will probably be on the podcast soon. Not not Phil that has been on here before. I don't know the status of our relationship right now. Uh, but Phil from the gym, Phil Helton. I I guess we could call him Black Phil at this point. <laughs> Since there has been an established white field, this is black field. <coughs> um, another friend of mine with kids that I don't have kids, just to accentuate that fact. Um, shit, I mean, I don't want to go through like a whole long recap of all the time that has elapsed since I haven't been here. A lot of things have been going. I've I, I don't. I've officially started my clothing line. I guess I've been. I've been working on some stuff. I've been putting some stuff together. I've been putting my name and face on a lot of shit. So, if that's what constitutes, we'll go with that. Shouts out to my man Emmanuel. Emmanuel's been on here. Um, he like. I guess he got a, a um a screen printer, like a little screen print setup, like a little one color maybe. It looked good though. He built a kind of a somewhat janky looking stand for it, and I mean, I I pray to whoever he prays to that that shit stays <laughs> stays solid. But he made it himself. It looked okay. It didn't look terrible, but it did kind of look like. I mean, we didn't have wood shop at our school, <laughs> <coughs> so you know, we weren't taught properly how to create joists. And whatnot. Emmanuel wasn't the Air Force though. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you, you. I don't think you have to be a genius to be in the Air Force, but you can't be an idiot. I don't think so. I mean, shouts out to him. I'm sure it's structurally safe. It just may not like look finished in some ways, and maybe he'll do some alter, some alterations to it. He just kind of, uh, and I'm only shitting on it because he slightly shitted on it. And again, I'm not truly shitting on it because again, it was good. It's I'm 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 uh, in awe of it. I'm jealous. It looks good, but uh, I just it was funny. But yeah, I mean, this nigga did graduate like a semester or a year earlier than everybody and went to the fucking Air Force. So I think I think I think he did a good. I think he did okay. I think you can figure it the fuck out. <laughs> Shouts out to him. Uh, man. There's a lot of people out here making stuff, man. A lot of people out here making their own <laughs> little things. <laughs> There's a lot of people out here, you know, 
putting stuff together, you know, <laughs> just, you know, fabricating stuff, not fabricating in a bad way or like fake, like faking it, you know, just, you know, you, you know, put, putting stuff together, <laughs> you know, making stuff look good together. That's what you got to do, man. That's how you got to improvise, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> that had nothing to do with nothing. But yeah, um, I've been working on some music stuff. Um, we won't get too in depth about that. Talking about my bike, talking about how I almost uh, broke my collarbone, flipping over in front of it. Um, first off, shouts out to my shouts out to my uh, my fixed gear sensei, Matt. He's definitely been like a clutch in. This whole uh, bike, me returning to two wheels process. And this was before the accident. This was just like, I mean, for as much as an admitted, like, cool guy as I am, I did, it did take COVID for me to get back into, like, riding my bike shit and, like, riding a bike. Um, I didn't get, when I got rid of my last bike, my frame was kind of thrashed and I still kept my wheel set. Cause like one of them was like this gold deep V and one of them I had a flip flop hub on cause I ride fixed gear, you know, those who know, know, but, um, but yeah, Matt, you know, me and Matt used to work together at Adidas and then he left and he worked at Chrome for a little bit, which was cause me and Matt used to both ride our bikes to the, uh, both used to ride our bikes to Water Tower. Legendary story. Legendary story. Matt sells me a, a very particular pair of black drop bars. Like track bars. And I put them on my bike. And at the time, I was riding with gloves. So I didn't wrap the bars. Which... I mean, if someone wants to steal something from you, nothing is going to stop them from stealing it from you, especially with bike shit, except it's like it's a, except like time and location. Like those are kind of the biggest deterrents in keeping someone from uh like stealing your bike. Time, location, um and time can mean a lot of things. Like time can mean the amount of locks that you put on your bike so that the time that they would have to the time they would need to break or cut through all those locks would be like not worth it to them or it could mean like the time it would take for them to disassemble something and take it and still be able to use it afterwards in the case of bars people do a lot of things to keep bars on their bikes one thing people do is they will glue a ball bearing into the center of whatever kind of screw they have keeping their um keeping their bar to their stem so maybe if it's like a, uh, a allen screw or allen nut whatever you want to call it they'll put like a ball bearing in there and glue it so that if they need to get it off, they'll have to like use some kind of like solvent to get it out. <clears throat> um, but also, you can just wrap your fucking bars. And I, for some reason, you know, once you start riding bikes, there are a lot of things that you can be very particular or like quirky about. You know, like what sides you put your uh, if you have like a, a a 
quick release front um, wheel, what side you put your clamp down on, or what kind of angle you ride your seat at. Do you ride a soft seat or do you ride a hard seat? Do you, fixed gear. Even riding fixed gear is a huge decision to make. Somewhat um, for utilitarian reasons, oftentimes just for style points and just like overall badassness. But <coughs> I had decided at this point not to wrap my bars. <coughs> So, I'm riding down the water tower every day, um, or five days a week, and locking my bike up in the same spot, and I got these fancy drop bars that I didn't wrap, and uh, that Matt sold to me, um, and then I guess shortly after, he sold them to me while he was working at Adidas, and then shortly after he left, I think, yeah, shortly after he left, and he was working at Chrome, and then I told him that somebody had stolen the bars, and he was like, damn, bummer. Um, fuck you calling me for? <laughs> not, not exactly, but kind of. And then um, literally, like two days later, he's working at the Chrome store in Wicker Park. He hits me like, hey, I am looking at your bars. Like, I know the bars. I sold them to you. I am looking at them on not your bike, and it's it's chained to a pole in front of my job. You should get up here with an Allen wrench and take your shit back. And I jumped in the truck. It was Corey's truck at the time. And then um, <clears throat> came up there, and I looked around, and he came out, and I was like, huh. And they were my bars, and I started, I, I started hitting that stem and taking my bars back. And he, somebody came out and was like, bro, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? I was like, bro, I'm taking my bars back. He's like, those are my bars, bro. Those are my bars. And we started going back and forth. And I'm like, look, man, if you want to get the police involved because you stole my bars, I have a witness to the person who owned the bars before me, my G. So if you want to make a big thing about it, we can do it. Or you can just take this L, consider the fact that you lost this one, that you got caught. Better luck next time. I fucked up too. I should have wrapped them. But as for this one, my friend, I'm a real one. I'm finna take my bars back. And he didn't say shit, and I took my bars back. I think I might have took his whole stem too. Like, I might have, like, I might have, like, fucked up. I don't think he could ride home. Like, I might have fucked this shit up a little bit for the day, but I didn't give a fuck. <clears throat> and I left, and I got my bars back, and I put them back on my bike like a G. But, uh,. So Matt has been like Matt like lives this bike shit. Like he left Adidas to go work for Chrome and he left Chrome to go work for Giant, I think. So he's just like steadily progressing in this bike world. And if you follow his Instagram now, I don't know if I would like give his Instagram out. If I have him on the show, I, he can give it out, but <clears throat> he be on that bike shit. He's going to be riding uh like it's not motocross cuz <laughs> the bikes don't have motors, but <laughs> some kind of like these like trails like rough trails, not like enduro trails. The only the only way I know how to like compare it is like motorcycle stuff. So like not quite like enduro trails where you would need to be like climbing per se, but like there are jumps, it's muddy, there are steep turns that you would have to carve. There it's it's an aggressive trail. You can't I couldn't ride that trail on my bike. I ride fixed gear, but I ride fixed gear because I'm a glutton for punishment because um, 
I like what I like the face people make when I say that I ride fixed gear. I like fixed gear bikes and styling. They just look cool to me. And um, I saw the movie Quicksilver early, so if you don't know Quicksilver, Quicksilver was like it's Kevin Bacon, Lawrence Fishburne. You just, you just gotta check it out. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, but um, so Matt hooked me up with. A frame and this really cool threaded racing fork and uh, some bars and uh, I mean I paid for it but he definitely hit me and got me a little <clears throat> got me a little yin ding and ding on it you know what I'm saying it wasn't totally on the arm but he definitely got me you know he took a little off the sleeve you know a little off the sleeve I can't give you the arm I can't give it to you on the arm. I gave you a little off the sleeve. <laughs> so I was back riding, and I was pumping. I was putting fucking miles on, because from the studio to the gym is six, seven miles. So there and back, it's, you know, 13, 14. And I was riding out to my mom's house, or the, the first one on in the old house now in Washington Park. And that was like nine miles, ten miles, something like that. And I rode out to the seventy-nine new joint a couple times. But I was riding on Lakeshore and I had my I flipped my bag around. I was riding handless, flipped my bag around to go in my pocket to switch my headphones. Switch my headphones, got it, flipped back around. The wind hit me and the bike started to go. Now, I grabbed the handlebars, right, but I squeezed the brake, and I think me squeezing the brake, the front brake, which I shouldn't have had on there anyway, because I'm a fixed gear fiend, and watching Matt, he showed me how to skip stop. I don't know how to, I don't know how to skid stop that well yet. I know how to skip stop, but I don't know how to get my weight forward and really hold that that skid like I need to to really be able to maneuver properly and safely in my opinion the way I ride to be brakeless because that is my aim that should be the aim if you ride fixed gear I don't want to say that should be the aim because some people ride fixed gear for different reasons but me personally I would like to get to the point where I would feel comfortable riding brakeless now I can't feel comfortable riding brakeless if I can only skip stop I would feel better if I could skid stop too, because that helps you adjust your speed as well as come to a stop. Whereas a skip stop, it puts a little bit more uh, pressure and damage on the bike on a daily. But it is effective at reducing your speed. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, I flipped over, fucked up my collarbone. It didn't. I didn't fracture it, but. It was the same shoulder that I separated, so you know how white doctors don't think black people feel pain. So I don't, I don't. She kept me in there for like two seconds, and then gave me some weak ass prescription and kicked me out. But uh, I'm getting, I'm okay now. I can't box yet, and it's still kind of like positionally weird and some stuff. Like it hurts when I do certain positions, but for the most part, it's okay. For the most part, I'm all right. I can still lift. I'm back lifting everything now. So I don't think there's any like, <clears throat> I don't think there's many like traditional lifts that I can't do right now. Maybe some kind of like overhead snatch or something like that. But like, 
Otherwise, I'm pretty back to normal. I put myself back together because I'm the million dollar man. Uh, but yeah. So, what else? Um, I don't know. I I listened to this new Juicy J album, and I really like it. But for years, I chastised a very specific group of <clears throat> a very specific group of people that I went to high school with for liking Three Six Mafia as much as they did. And I've, I'm trying to talk to Emmanuel about this. This is not Emmanuel that I actually went to high school with that I was talking about earlier. This is E. I'm trying to talk to E to get his opinion on the Juicy J album because if if old Three Six is like this new Juicy J album, then I owe a lot of people some apologies because mm, it's better than you would think. This new album is really good. Now, if niggas like, man, this don't even sound like Juicy. Man, fuck this shit. This old whack ass. You know, them down south niggas cuss different. I can't cuss like them. But, um, <clears throat> that would be crazy. So that's why I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, but I'm not just going to go listen to it on my own. I mean, I know I could. This is the streaming era, and I, you know, all this music is right there at your fingertips, you know, but. Nah, I'm not gonna go do. <laughs> I'm not gonna go do that. I'm sorry. I'm looking for. I need a second opinion because uh, he could be like, no, nigga, this shit is totally different, or not totally different, but it's not different in the way it's 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 this it's this it's not different in the way that you would want it to be different, and it's not the same in the way that you would want it to be the same. And I would just be like, okay, I bow out gracefully. I'll just talk about this new album and how I feel about it, and I won't reference any of that old shit because <clears throat> I'm not really a big fan. But gotta take the good with the bad. Um, I just keep on pulling up. I'm so goddamn hot. That's a good song. I mean, it's not good for everybody. Like, it's not good for my mom. But you know, any you know, you know, I wish there was a way to like assign who can and can't see certain stuff on Facebook. And I know that there probably is a way, and what I'm saying, there's probably a lot of people out there like, nigga, you stupid, you just gotta do this. But, like, <clears throat> I get so tired of posting, like, some kind of, like, flirtatious, sexy something, and then my mom being the first person to comment on it. That shit is so whack to me. Like, Jesus, sit down, woman. And she should know. I feel like she do know, and she be doing that shit on purpose. Shit is rough. Jesus. Come touch it. You need to be touching the Lord. Whoa. Actually, I shouldn't be judging the Lord like that. That's like Catholic church problems, but you're wilding right now. But what can I do? You know, I am listening to the Godfather audiobook because I am a big movie fan. And I don't I don't feel like enough like black people talk about movies and their impact on black culture and black society and shit because it is a it's a very it can be very different in some ways and it can be very different the way it's brought off and and the way it's you know um told but so for instance like I'm reading a book and <clears throat> this might get kind of deep on the godfather no spoilers but just you know if you if you care pay attention so in the godfather movie right 
Michael Colleone is the youngest, the youngest brother, and you know he's kind of an outcast from the family. He went away to the war. He went away to college, and of course the book, the the movie will never live up to the book. This one is pretty good as far as books and movies go. Like I haven't, I mean, first off, I haven't read a lot of leisurely books. Some I'm working on. Uh, if audiobooks even count, but I'm really digging this one, Mario Puzo. Um, but, um, so yeah, like in the movie, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, Mike is like small and like somewhat an outcast of the family. But like, if you read the book, it's like, it's very clear that, um, and I'm using the, the terminology in the book, um, they describe Michael as like faggy, <laughs> like they like diss him hard. Like they think he's, they think he's like gay and like weak. And, um, it's weird. Cause like he's, I mean, in the movie, he's obviously like, he shows up with his girlfriend and you know, everybody shows him great respect, but like, it's just different the way that they can like convey things and talk about that that's a big deal like if you watch the movie and you you read or you read the book and like you 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 theorize and you visualize these people in your mind and the turn when you see the turn that michael makes in terms of being you know turning into you know the heir to the family and becoming the uh the don um that's like a big thing to 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 point out and that speaks to even more why Fredo felt betrayed. It was like, like we never thought this guy was the one. We thought he was a bitch. And you pass over me for him? It's crazy. I sometimes I try to sometimes I try to go back through things and watch them through the eyes of different characters. And if you watch The Godfather like through Fredo, like Fredo is the reason he that Vito got shot. Fredo got a lot of like PTSD towards the family. Like who knows, man? Come up here giving Michael everything. You know what I'm saying? We already know that Santino. Well, look, so Santino got killed. So like he went out like Tupac. Like and and if you read the book. They talk way more about the fact that this nigga Santino had like a huge dong and was just slanging it with everybody. And the the book is the book is amazing. If you if you really know the movies and you're really into the movies, I would encourage everybody to listen to the book or read the book too. Because uh the way you just put shit together different, like the way you put the fact that Carlo is was sister and brother to Carlo who married Connie was Carlo's sister was Connie's maid of honor and was fucking Sonny behind his wife's back so like Carlo came into the family he eventually like uh snitched to the Tataglias to the Tataglias and then his sister Juice Sonny got pregnant, and then that is Anthony in 
the third or Vinny in the third movie. Andy Garcia is a whole trap. They trapped him on some thought shit even back then. That's something we don't talk about, man. It's been thoughts for a long time, man. People have been getting trapped for a long time, man, since medieval. Hell, Adam, uh, Eve trapped Adam. No, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she did. Who knows? Um, ow. Oh, my God. Oh, my abs hurt, which is a good sign. I need to do some, uh, I need to go in the gym and do some jump roping today. I think I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a workout book for women. Um, it's going to be very specific though. Details coming later. Just keep that in mind. I'm going to write a nice workout book for women. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a bestseller. Best seller. Watch. I'm saying it here now. I don't remember what episode this is. Just being honest. But best seller. World premiere. They really need to bring that show back. MTV. MTV, pay me for this idea, bro. Bring back making a video. Y'all don't even make videos that much anymore. I know y'all got a little bit of money that y'all just be sitting on. Just pay some of these uh, artists to make videos and just record them making them. Because these niggas make trash videos for the most part anyway. Um, the fact that What's-His-Name didn't win any award for any kind of video this year is crazy. I don't know if he made him by the deadline. I don't, maybe he did win a bunch of awards for it already. But that box video is super crazy. And it's very creative. Especially considering the type of videos that come up right now. Which is really just niggas standing on top of shit, holding shit in their hands. And that shit is generally money or a gun. And that thing that they're standing on is usually a fucking car. So, you know, take that with multiple grains of salt. And I'm not afraid to fight. So, you know, that's all. Um, I've been doing the teaching thing, too, the dance, the dance teaching. And I taught a class, you know, at the gym. There's yeah, the gym I work at. We've talked about this before. It's up on the north side. It's a predominantly white gym. It's very it can be very stuffy. I'd be very uh, interested to know how many uh, people that enter that gym own uh, or would own a MAGA hat, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and there's a teacher there. She's she's pretty cool, you know. She's she's you know she's uh she's a smoke show really. I mean she's she's a little gym crushy, you know what I'm saying? She's uh, she's a little older than me. She's probably like forty something, mid forties. Uh, married, of course, I mean, this is nothing serious, this is just <laughs> a lady at the gym that we say hi, and we talk, and she's cool, and I think I'm going to get drinks with her and Whitney, because Whitney's about to move to Texas with her fiance, shouts out to them, uh, gonna miss you guys, but, um, she asked me to, I told her I'd do a little dance class thing, we were just talking casual, and she was like, oh my god, I'd love to do that for my class, and I was like, yo, I could do that, that's nothing. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, like, I, it's literally no problem. I do it, every, like, four times a week right now. Last year, I did it, like, four or five days a week, like, 30 hours of it, 25, 30 hours of it. So she was like, really? I was like, yeah, it's no problem. So I get to the class. She sends me the little Google link, 
And, like, she's trying to set it up. And I guess I'm so nonchalant about the act of teaching the class that I don't know that she doesn't know that. So, like, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'll be there. Boom, I got the music. It'll be some eight counts. Boom, boom, boom. She was like, do you need this? Do you need this? I was like, no, I literally have everything we need. Just show up on time with, like, space to move around. She was like, okay. And then she unfolded from her wall, like, so, like, her view once we, so I, she told me to get on there a little earlier and we'll, like, set everything up and talk. So, you know me, I closed the blinds, I had the party light on, and, um, and when she got on, she was like, you know, she was like, you need space, I got space. I was like, no, that's cool. So, um, so, the kids start getting on. And, like, she had one kid, like, give an introduction for the whole class. She had another kid, like, break down their rules and how they communicate in the class and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, this is, like, super organized and crazy. Like, we had a great class. I taught them all the little steps. You know, with the angle of the computer or whatever, you can see my sneakers up on the social. They was like, oh, my God, can we see some of your shoes? So when we had breaks, I was, like, showing them shoes and shit. And, um, yeah, man, I think I'm going to get a contract, but I need a bonus for bringing that bread in. Because, you know, some people some people get new business for, you know, the little company I'm talking about that shall not be named. Some people get new business or get offered new business, and they take it and they do it themselves, you know. But I'm trying to bring the money back to the, back to the, to the fort, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going out and scavenging, and I'm bringing the food back to the camp. A lot of people go out foraging, and they find shit, and they eat it out there. And then they come back like, mm, I don't know what happened. What y'all got? I'm going to eat some of that, too. I'm not like that, you know what I'm saying? I bring it back to the bottom of the map because I know what it's like to come from the mud and the sludge, you know what I'm saying? So, um, how did we get to that? We talk, were we done talking about the bike stuff? I think we were done talking about the bike stuff. I don't know. But, yeah. So, I taught the class. It was great. Um, the kids were cool. Sam is being uh, the, the, is being really nice now. And um, everything's great. And, I, yeah, I was showing them my shoes and stuff. And, uh, yeah. I would teach with them anytime. And I think we're going to try to get a program going. So, that's that. Um, yeah. I'm going to go and wrap this up. And I'm going to post this up for you guys. I know it's a short one, but I just wanted to get something out. And um, they'll be coming a little bit more rapidly now. I probably said that on the last podcast. But, you know, I know people like it. I like that people like it. And um, I'm trying to do everything that I think I'm good at. So, something will bring me some bread. So I'm trying to just be very earnest in all my art forms, and I'm just trying to push myself, and this is an example of that. So thank you, everybody, for checking me out. SoundCloud, iTunes, The Rojo Show, um, Shy Rojo presents The Rojo Show podcast, and um, look out for my merch. Talk to you later.